Dak's initial FKT was 19 and a half. I was able to take that down to 15 and a half. And then Steve, what did you run? I ran 13.30. Took almost exactly two hours off my time. And someone will do it faster. And yeah. it's just a matter of time. And whenever that person does it, I'm sure I'll be there helping them do it. Just like Brian helped me and Zach helped Brian. So yeah. I think that's the greatest part about it, honestly, is no one's upset that we're taking the record. It's just the community wants to see you do well and we're not mad or jealous we're just here to support you and yeah. that's the best part about being in the community and that's why i've just been so drawn to it so i think everyone can agree with that you're listening to the sasquatch trail runners podcast where every run is a trail party on this week's episode we're sharing the recording from our run venture zoom series on july 1st 2020 we got to hear from ryan thorpe and steve lang and their epic story of setting the fkt for the new jersey section of the appalachian trail so sit back, relax, or grab your trekking poles and get up that mountain and enjoy the show. Okay, so welcome everybody to the Sasquatch Trail Running Run Venture Zoom series. We are here tonight with Ryan Thorpe and Steve Lang. You can see they've got their best Sasquatch attire on. I'm just loving it. Yep, they're repping it. Totally, I got mine on. This is great. <laughs> I think Steve wins, though, with the hat. Your hat game uh, is real strong tonight. Yeah, it only has some Sasquad logo on it, right? I love it. Yeah, I'll send you a patch. You can stick it on there. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself because the uh, the town fire alarm decided to go off. Oh, I can hear that now. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll do the intro to Sasquad, and then you can unmute when, we'll, <laughs> when you start. Okay, so we have had a couple of guests on our Zoom series two weeks ago. This is every other week. James Leitner spoke about his 900-mile running challenge that he's completing in July to raise funds for his nonprofit organization, Mission Clean Water. He's raising $30,000 by running 30 miles a day for 30 days in the month of July, which is unbelievable. So you can actually get out there and join him. He's running at Tamaquas Park in Westfield, New Jersey. And he also set up a virtual race series that you can sign up for if you're not local or you want to run solo, you can do that. All that information is on our social media page. And then two weeks before that, we had on Maggie Guterro, who spoke about her running story and how she got into running. It wasn't too long ago. It was within the last eight to six years back here on the East Coast before she moved out to Colorado. Um, so tonight we've got Steve and Ryan who are going to be talking about the FKT records that they set on the New Jersey section of the Appalachian Trail. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to give you a little bit of background on Sasquatch Trail Running. If you're not familiar with us, we started hosting trail parties in 2018. That's what we call our trail running events all around the state of New Jersey. Uh, right now, we've got about 11 that are in our series, but obviously 2020 has derailed that a little bit. So we're rolling with the punches um, and adapting just like everybody else. I mean, we have some really fun virtual events that are going on right now, our Zoom series being one of them. We also, you know, we're sponsoring James with his uh, running challenge. So you can sign up for the virtual races to support him and his mission. We also are doing a semi-virtual race. Our Fat Sass Switchback Challenge is happening right now. It started today, July 1st, and goes through July 15th. It's over at the South Mountain Reservation in Milburn, New Jersey. You can get out there. We, we just marked the course yesterday. So the one mile loop has all the trail markers on it. And you can sign up to run a 5K, which would be three laps. You could run three hours or six hours. And if you do either of those two, you wanna see how many loops that you can complete in the allotted time. 
So the kicker about this course is it goes up 300 feet and a half a mile and back down 300 feet and a half a mile. So you can get a lot of vert, um, even though vert isn't real, but you can do a lot of climbing if you sign up for that event. And the proceeds are going to our charity partner, Livingston Neighbors Helping Neighbors, which is an awesome nonprofit organization local to the town where we host the event. And they provide financial and food support to families in need around the area. July is actually turning out to be a big month for us. So we had those two events going on. And then also on July 14th, We've partnered uh, this year with the local group called Mend New Jersey, and they host this really fun 10-day event. It's called 10 Days of 10Ks. This has been going on for several years, and basically there's different organizations that get involved, and they'll host a 10K. So traditionally, before the pandemic, what would happen is you'd set the course up each different day, be at a different location, and then I think it's at like 5 or 6 a.m., you would go and meet and run the course. So this year they're adapting it just like we are. The different organizations are still hosting those events over the 10 days. Uh, so we're, we're doing it on July 14th. So we're going out and we're marking our 5K loop that's also at the South Mountain Reservation. It's gonna be marked all day. So you can get out there anytime on July 14th. You can do as many as you want, really. I mean, you could go out there all day if you want to, uh, but you can, you, can want, you can run, you can hike, do whatever you want. You can, again, find the link for that information on making a donation to give butter um, on our social media pages. And um, let's see, lastly, we had our virtual plogging and trail cleanup weekend was last weekend. It was super fun. We had a lot of people get involved. If you've been on the trails, which I know you have been, you've noticed no doubt that they have been uh, very heavily trafficked and a lot of the trails have been trashed. So you've probably noticed a lot of garbage on the trails. And so we decided we want to do something about it. So we posted this virtual event runners got out all around. Uh, it wasn't just in New Jersey, it's also in Pennsylvania. I got out and collected trash, which was pretty awesome. So without further ado, we now have Steve and Ryan who are gonna take over. They're gonna tag team this talk. They're gonna chat for about 20 to 30 minutes. And then we're gonna do a couple of rapid fire questions. And then we're gonna open it up to Q&A through our Facebook Live page. So if you're watching this on Facebook Live and you wanna ask a question, just drop it in the comments and then when they get to the end of their chat, I'm going to read those for them to answer. Okay, you guys all ready? Oh, yeah. So. All right, take it away. I, I just want to say before we start, thanks for uh, hosting this. Uh, I think this, uh, this whole Zoom series is a really cool idea. And just in general, I appreciate what you're doing for the New Jersey running community. Awesome, you're very welcome. It's pretty clear that you're putting a lot of work into building a community, and I think it's, uh, it's really paying off. Really thank you, cool. Ryan. I appreciate it. Second that. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you for the shirt also. Super yeah. awesome stuff yeah. that she's got. You're welcome. Wear it with pride. Yes. So uh, I guess, Ryan, if you want to just talk about our, our running background uh, for now to start it off, that's something. Yeah, sure. um, I'm for <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he says, as I start to go first. Yes. Um, so I, I don't have one of those like crazy inspiring running stories. Uh, I played ultimate frisbee in college and uh, the way that uh, ultimate tournaments work is you play something like five games in a row on Saturday and then you wake up on Sunday and you feel terrible and you have to play another three or four games depending on how well you do. So uh, I, I think there are a lot of and there's usually like a party on Saturday night so everyone is like just completely destroyed on Sunday. So I think I just realized that I like the idea of running on really 
tired legs and I seemed to do better the longer tournaments went on and the more horrible the conditions were. Um, so I guess ultra running became like a, a pretty good next step in my uh, athletic career. So <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, I guess I was 25 the first time I ever really started running and like tracking my mileage and running races and stuff like that. And uh, the, the usual thing started with 5Ks, then 10Ks. And then I was like, well, I guess I might as well do a marathon and then snowballed into 50 miles, 100 miles. Yep. <laughs> I know that. So uh, is that it, Ryan, for you, I guess? I mean. Chime in more if you, if you feel like you forgot something. So. Okay. Okay. So uh, I've always been like the track kid since third, fourth, fifth grade, running my whole life, played soccer my whole life. Um, uh, I didn't run in college, but I played soccer and I always had a passion for both. And I think after college is when I decided, okay, I need to pick one to be better at. And I just fell in love with really just the running community and just the way it made you feel and the way it made you push yourself and learning from all the mistakes that you, you know, you make. Um, I, I was totally a road runner for a number of years uh, after college um, doing, you know, same thing, 5k, 10k, half marathon, did uh, Disney uh, marathon uh, in 2016 and New York, I did also in 2016, which went horribly wrong because I bonked. But great environment, once again, great energy, like just keeps you wanting to come back for more. And then uh, actually Zach Price, shout out to him. He's the one who had the uh, record. Uh, he still does going northbound. Um, he's the one who kind of got me into this whole crazy trail running thing. And 50K turned into 50 milers and now doing 72, you know. And I'll do a hundred eventually. I know it'll happen. It just hasn't called to me quite yet. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally have the running bug and uh, it's, it's still here. <laughs> yeah. So Zach was the guy who originally set the FKT on the New Jersey section of the Appalachian trail. Uh, he was the first person that I know of that did it in a single continuous push. Um, Cause obviously uh, all the, FKT holders for the entire Appalachian Trail have done that segment, but it's usually been broken up into two days or a day and a half or something like that. So Zach was the, the first local guy to say, hey, I, I think uh, someone should try to do this all in one day. And he did it. And, uh, yeah, he sure did. Kind of, uh, yeah, he set, he set the baseline that, uh, that we all compare ourselves against now. Yeah, he definitely did the harder direction also, um, yeah. ending with just such a worse climbing and like stairway at the end and more technical at the finish. So I think going southbound was just, in my mind, I knew it was going to be easier because of the finish was not flat, but I knew I knew the terrain and it was just m much better descent to the finish. So plus road. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, what, what do you want to? go with here Ryan just to clarify a point you made so the, um, the northern point of the Appalachian Trail in New Jersey is about a thousand feet higher than the southern point so if you run it northbound like Zach did you get a thousand feet more elevation gain than uh, if you do it the direction Steve and I did it correct so, yeah so there was a little bit of uh, gamesmanship in uh, in the direction that 
that we chose to run it when we each attempted it. A uh, little bit less climbing. Uh, well, and for me personally, southbound direction gets you closer to where I grew up. So that's where uh, more people would be. Nice. Yeah, so should, we, uh, should we take these guys through uh, what running the AT is like uh, sort of section by section? Uh, we could do something like that. First, I want you to talk about how you started your day and how early and what you have to do in order to get to the start of the line. Yeah. <laughs> so what I like to do uh, when I'm doing uh, sort of these solo runs is figure out roughly when I want to end the run or when I want to hit tough sections of it. So my goal was, uh, and this will give you some idea how food motivated I am. Uh, <laughs> it's this, there's this hot dog stand, uh, Hot Dog Johnny's on Route 46, uh, right near the, the southern end of the New Jersey Appalachian Trail. And they closed at eight o'clock or something like that. So I said, all right, if I have an okay day, I want to give myself enough time to get there with an hour left so that I can get some hot dogs. Because that's like my favorite spot to get hot dogs after hiking by the, uh, the water again. Um, I just have to say that is amazing. <laughs> trying to get here. So go ahead. I'll, I'll mute myself again. But I had to say that. <laughs> you that's, that's how dedicated I am to getting a hot dog at the end of a run. Um, so yeah, I worked backwards and I think it, it ended up being something like one or two in the morning that I had to start, um, which sounds insane to anyone who's not an ultra runner, I think, and maybe even to a lot of ultra runners. Yes. <laughs> but I, I deal with sleep deprivation pretty well. And I, I figure if you're going to run in the dark at some point, it might as well be on fresh legs. Um, so my wife and I went to bed at uh, 8 p.m. the night before this. Uh, we woke up at 11 p.m. And <laughs> you know how sometimes you, you wake up before a race and you're like, it's completely dark out. It's basically the middle of the night. And you're like, man, it's so early in the morning that it's actually late the night before. But we woke up so early that it wasn't even late at night, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like we woke up before we would have gone to bed on a normal Friday night. That's how, that's how stupid it was. Anyway, so we woke up at 11 or something like that, got to the trailhead at, at one, I think. And then there's a steep, very steep mile hike up to the northern boundary between uh, New York and New Jersey. And uh, yeah, so started my day at one or two o'clock in the morning, got all the nighttime running out of the way early. Uh, I think Steve had a, a very different approach to uh, how to get to the starting line. I did. So what I did was I hiked up with Zach the night before and actually camped maybe a hundred feet away from this, the New York, uh, New Jersey Appalachian state line. So therefore I was, could sleep as much as I want and didn't have to deal with the climb in the morning, which I thought was a bonus. And if anyone goes for this record in the future, which they will, I totally recommend that way. Not that Ryan's is bad, but waking up at 11 and then it just sounds a little <laughs> crazy. So I was able to get in my, you know, six, seven hours of sleep and feel pretty decent. Um, I definitely would not deal well with starting my run at 2.30 in the morning. I mean, but I haven't tried that yet, so I don't really know. I got so, I, was, I was pretty jealous when I found out your plan. I, yeah. I, I, I need to learn for logistics for races from now on. Yeah. Hey, you know, you just learn from yourself, learn from others. It's, it's all good stuff. 
Um, so yeah, uh, the forecast for me, uh, it was supposed to be no rain, perfect weather, like 55, 60 degrees. And uh, me and Zach set up our tents and all of a sudden it just starts raining and it's raining and raining. And the whole night, all I hear on top of my tent is just raindrops. And I'm like, just getting a little frustrated and kind of concerned, but I was, it, is, it is what it is. And I ended up doing my start um, at like 6.10 in the morning with still a drizzle in the sky. So I just knew it was gonna be a little slower moving at first, which was okay. Um, just had to take it a little bit more careful on the rocks. Um, you know, it's a long day anyway, so I'm not moving too, too fast. But um, yeah, that was a little bit of a downer, but got to stay away pretty quickly. Um, and it was, I was a little bit behind pace, but um, I'd say the terrain in those first nine miles are pretty technical for the most part. There's a couple sections that open up, but I feel like not a lot. And then when you get to stairway um, at what, like eight, eight to nine, it's, if you've done the stairway climb or descent, you know, it's pretty juicy and you gotta be careful. And I tried to save the quads and not go down too fast there. I don't know what your approach is, Ryan. You probably did something similar because it's yeah. a brutal. Yeah, for, for anyone who doesn't know, stairway to heaven is one of the toughest sections of, of trails in New Jersey. Um, it's, it's not just steep, but it's almost like descending through a boulder field. So yes. if you're, if you catch a foot on a rock, you could potentially fall a long way and have a really hard landing. Um, yeah. So my, my goal was, uh, don't break my neck on stairway to heaven. <laughs> Very smart. Yeah. I think I, it might have still been dark out when I got to that section. So that, that added another level of fun. Yes, I'm sure that did. I was lucky to have it pretty much. I had my headlamp on for 15 minutes in the morning and that was it. So pretty, pretty smooth sailing. But uh, the, the, the first nine miles, uh, I'd say, went by so fast, though. It just was so early. It felt so good. It was moving sl slow enough to where I wasn't. I don't know, straining myself. I mean, I definitely was thinking a lot about the distance in those early miles, though, which was kind of freaking me out. And I tried knocking it out of my head and just telling myself section by section, because that's how you get something through this, in my opinion. Because if you try to look at it at 72 miles, you, you're going to freak yourself out. I'm sure you know this as well, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, I just broke it down into these little five mile sections, six mile sections. Um, and luckily my, my wife who was crewing for me was able to stop at regular increments. So I could just say, all right, I don't have, you know, 60 something miles left. I have five miles left until I see my wife the next time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just little bite-sized chunks. It's like they say, uh, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. Same way you run a 72 mile chunk of trail. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, I feel like we actually back up a step because we mentioned that uh, that Zach was the original FKT holder. Um, yes. But what we left out, or what I left out, was uh, when I announced on Facebook that I was going to go for his FKT, um, I didn't even know him at the time, but I just kind of made a, a public post and someone must have forwarded it on to him. And all of a sudden I get this random Facebook message like, hey, dude, heard you're going for the AT. And uh, I'd love to help you out or, uh, you know, run with you, crew or anything like that. 
And uh, it was from a name I didn't recognize because he goes by uh, James Castle. Uh, James Castle on Facebook. I was like, who in the heck is James Castle? This guy doesn't have any ultra sign up results. And then I did a little digging. I was like, wait a minute, that's Zach Price. So it was the, the former FKT holder, or at that point, he was the current FKT holder offering to help me break his record. And uh, so when I ran, uh, he came out for a 15 mile section, something like that, and uh, you know, offered up uh, food and, and uh, company and all sorts of things that a runner needs on the trail. So it was really cool. And now Ryan helped me beat his FKT and all three of us were there that day as well. So it's this trickling effect that keeps being passed along and it's just, the community is so great. I mean, I feel like we all know each other just because there's not a lot of people who do this kind of stuff, which even makes it better in my opinion. But uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's very spectacular. Um, So I guess uh, next section was the boardwalk and then up into some, some climbing. So I actually picked up Zach at that's the bottom of stairway and he carried me through um, a small section and I kind of kept picking him up in three mile, four mile spurts earlier on. So I was only alone really the first nine and then maybe another couple sections of three or four uh, in maybe miles 20 to 30. So I don't know what it was like for you, Ryan, but I pretty much was in my mind relying on I get a pacer in two miles or three miles and that's going to just give me energy and positivity to keep going. Cause me personally, as a runner, I like the company. I like talking, even if it's about the same things we talked about a hundred times, like it just keeps me going. Um, maybe I'm just not an introvert like some people. So that personally gives me all this, like, you know, juice to, to be excited. So I don't know how it is for you or if you, how many pacers you had. Yeah, I, I had a bunch of people come out to help. Um, most of them were near the end section because that's where I know more people. Uh, plus, I started at a really stupid time of day, so no one wanted to come out at, at two in the morning to run in the dark. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for most of the last half of it, I had people to run with. But uh, I'm one of those guys that does most of my training by myself, and I do a lot of just random solo adventures. So I kind of like the... Uh, the solo aspect of it uh, up to a certain point. And then, you know, after many hours of running through the mountains alone, it is nice to have someone to talk to and someone to tell you whether your hallucinations are real or, uh, um, but yeah, just to go back to that, uh, that boardwalk section. So it was, it was still dark for me when I got there too. And uh, my, the thought that kept going through my head was, so it's this, narrow little boardwalk that goes over kind of a swampland. And uh, there are certain points where it's three or four feet up off of the swamp. And what I kept thinking was, if I come around a corner and there's a black bear standing in the middle of this boardwalk, uh, which one of us is gonna jump off? Because I really don't wanna get my feet wet, but I also don't wanna get mauled to death. So these are the things that go through your mind when it's dark out and you're running alone. That's where I was at at that point. I'm very glad I wasn't. I had Zach to <laughs> chat with and the sun was shining. Sorry to rub it in, but <laughs> hot dogs at the end. So you you did, you did. And during my I'm sorry. But 
I said, Dor I got hot dogs at the end and you can't take that away from me. No, you're right. So during my event, it was like COVID central and it was very scary and no one, like I was kind of worried to even get people together. I know we all talked about it prior to try and social distance and it was a little bit of a buzzkill, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing we're dealing with. So I didn't have anything to go to after to eat. Was, I just went home. <laughs> this was mid-March, I think, or early April? This was uh, April 4th. So yeah, April 4th. early. Yeah, yeah, so it was timing. Yeah, I actually almost was not able to even do my attempt because of all the closings of trails, which we had talked about weekly and then daily up until the event. And it somehow worked, worked out because I think they closed the AT completely two days later, I want to say, after my event, yeah, which was they like... Closed, they closed some of the big state parks that it runs through, right? Yes. So I, I guess technically, I don't know if I was supposed to run through the border. Uh, no, they weren't. They weren't closed before you ran. I think right after, like a day or two after, they started closing the, the parks. But I think everything was open while you were there. Yes, but the the following two days, you're right. They started shutting things down, so it was literally the last weekend I was able to do this. And I don't time. know. Yeah, it it worked out perfectly. Like I don't know. I'm very happy. <laughs> so um, so yeah, Ryan. It when did you feel like you started to become fatigued or maybe have some bad thoughts or like. Um. So I had, I had a little gap between two pacers late in the run, um, maybe mile 50, something like that. And uh, it was just like a, a five mile section, um, but one pacer ended and then there was no one until I got to the next aid station. So I was by myself for the first time in a, in a while. And uh, it was like a technical section of trail. And I just like sullenly hiked along like I feel bad and then I was like well this is stupid I'm doing something really fun and kind of pulled it together I and altogether it was for me it was one of those days where um you know I never had any major low point and uh didn't uh destroy my legs too badly so it was uh, it was a pretty good run for me overall how about you any uh so the only thing I think that I dealt with that maybe discomfort me was just eating so much food and then running right away and then having this weird stomach sloshy feeling so maybe after the eight stops like in the in the earlier on for some reason I think uh mile 22 23 just after I had gotten some fuel um it was starting to get hot and a little humid for a section of the day I did feel uneasy and like for the first time all day was like doubtful or concerned and it quickly went away and the rest of the day pretty much went smooth you know I was in pain like you should be but it never got much worse to the point where I was like you know not able to finish so basically once I hit my the 30 mile mark I picked up Jeremy Scheid who you met um, at high point and I knew I had pacers the rest of the day so from 30 to finish I had a friend and I knew that was going to get me through. And I was like, I'm not going to quit because I have someone running with me and I don't want to disappoint them more. So, so I feel like that's something good that I use a pacer as like, keep me going. Cause I don't want to disappoint them as weird as that sounds, but it, anything you can tell yourself to keep trucking. Yeah. So, 
Can we go back a second to, yeah. uh, to the, the way that you fuel for your runs? Because I was in awe of the amount of food that you're able to eat at an aid station stop. Can, can we talk about what a typical uh, fuel stop looked like for you? Uh, so my plan for the day was peanut butter and jellies because they always just satisfy me and give me good fuel. Um, I had potatoes with salt, like I had actual baked potatoes the night before, and I would just little pieces and I would dip them into a little Tupperware of salt. And that would just give me this great natural energy to keep going. And Zach would, before leaving aid stations, always be like, here's three Oreos, eat these now. Or if you don't eat them, bring them with you. Like he would always be like chips or just, I don't even like candy, like everything that I could consume. And I had electrolyte drinks like a uh, noon tab. Um, and there's this uh, new one that I like using called drip drop. It's like an electrolyte supplement, um, not too heavy on the stomach. Um, so bananas, oranges, basically I just try to eat as much as I could in that one, two minute window, knowing it would give me energy in two miles, a mile. And that was the way to get it done. I mean, I didn't love doing it, but <laughs> it needed to be done to keep going. You're burning so many calories. It's just insane. And uh, yeah, Coca-Cola, the best thing ever. Mm. I didn't use it till later on in the game because I knew it was like very sugary and could potentially cause me to cramp or feel uneasy. So I'd say around mile 35, I started using Coca-Cola and it was the best. I probably drank like eight glasses. Like my teeth were hurting so bad by the end of the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's my go-to also. Uh, yeah. Just like a Dixie cup of Coca-Cola is like rocket fuel late in a race. It's, it's just easy drinkable calories because yeah. eating later on is, is so hard to just do. You don't want to eat. I'm not sure how you felt later on or how many gels did you have? Cause I think I had like three. It was mostly hard foods that I was consuming. I did, I, I would say 90% of my calories when I did it were tailwind. Um, and I've gotten away from tailwind a little bit since then. Um, but I'm one of those people that mostly uses um, sports drinks and gels and stuff like that because they just sit in my stomach way easier. Um, if I'm doing something with a lot of hiking, then I can usually eat more real food. But uh, a lot of the AT is pretty runnable. So uh, there was a lot of sloshing going on whenever I tried to eat more than the couple of gels gotcha hey, key though new jersey at is runnable because a lot of other sections are not new jersey is actually probably one of the easiest sections of the at i want to say like there, there's runnable sections and it gets technical but there's stretches you can roll like pretty fast i i, I was hitting eight minute pace on sections of the flat and it didn't feel horrible so um that was key <laughs> Yeah, um, if the uh, New Hampshire Appalachian Trail would be a slightly different story. Yes, and New York. As Zach, uh, if you ask Zach, he tried doing New York, and there's barely any runnable sections, so it's huge difference. <laughs> so fueling, we talked about. Um, what else? Where do you want to go to from here? Um, I don't know. So let's see. So from I feel like from uh, from High Point onward, um, the whole trail. Is, is much more technical than it was for the first 30 miles. Because then you're I, up 
on the Kittatinny Ridge and you stay on that until you get down to the Delaware River. And then it, from there, it's just a mile or two of pavement. Um, did you, how did you deal with, uh, um, so you, you kind of go from doing a, a lot of running early on to then doing this long meandering hike up high point and then having much more technical stuff. Um, did you notice uh, a change in your mood or anything like that when you, when it got less runnable or uh, um, did you have any? Uh, I, I personally like, I'm sorry. I or personally like, Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I, I, I like the um, the change um, of trail, you know, running flat sections um, to, to hiking hills to like I would run the technical downhills just because, yeah, uh, I, if you can, then do it. And to there me, are some really fun downhills, yes, I, I agree. And the stimulating technical stuff to me made the day go by quicker. Mm -hmm. um, later on in the game, maybe 50 plus the technical stuff became unfun, but I'd say from 30 to 50, I was really enjoying that. And I knew the distance still because 50 is my longest, um, or was my longest until this event. So I, I'd say I was still moving decent on the technical stuff. I was still in a good mood. I wasn't feeling like I was going to crash or anything. My calories were coming in. So I don't know how you felt about the change in terrain. I, I love technical stuff, so I was yeah, looking forward exactly. to not <laughs> much. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with that. Into getting some fun technical downhills. Um, so where where was it that uh, so I you picked me I, up at forty something? Yeah, it was forty something, I guess, at uh, Sunrise Pavilion. Yes. Uh, and you were still just killing it. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I when I first started. Uh, so I, I took a couple pictures as you were going by and then I had to make up a little bit of ground. And I was like, oh my God, he's moving so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was with you for, uh, I think about 10 miles and I was working hard the entire time. <laughs> and trying my best not to show you that I was working hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did great, man. You were talking oh, the whole time and thanks, all cheery. So yeah, no. It was it was great weather that day too for me. I think it was just like sixties, seventy, like low seventies. Humidity was low. I mean, early April is the best time to go for. I think most for most races, FKTs, hard runs, long runs. It's just there's no leaves on the ground. The snow is mostly gone. Because um, summer running right now, I'll tell you, is some days are just so bad. <laughs> just don't. Even, I just don't even want to go out. <laughs> but. Sorry, off topic. <laughs> so, um, when did you, did you have any potential falls or s moments where you almost fell or? I'm always good for a couple little trips and falls. I, I don't think there was anything, uh, uh, you know, no, I didn't draw any blood, but uh, I do remember I tripped once while, uh, while Zach was pacing me. And he was like, dude, if you could just keep yourself in one piece until the end of my section, because I don't want people thinking that I tripped you to keep you from getting the F. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, yeah. some, some good, weird runner humor. That's always something <laughs> that the community has to offer. I'll tell yeah. you. And he's like, you can go and hurt yourself later. Just wait until I'm gone. <laughs> so um, I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say. 
Uh, mile 52. I was running with uh, JP, um, a, more of a roadrunner guy, um, but definitely legs are getting pretty heavy, hitting the new realm of 50 plus where I've never, never reached. So my mind is a little, I don't know, just all over the place and I'm nervous, but I'm like, okay, this is new stuff, but it's fine. It's not much different. It's just more hours on your feet. You're tired. It's going to be okay. And I remember trying to run a technical section um, on the, it was totally flat, but technical. And I remember just legs were so tired. I clipped a rock and, and went down, like actually fell. Um, JP looked at me. I was on the ground, just like, I'm okay. It's good. We're all right. Um, he, he helped me up after I cramped in my calf and I was good. Just started power hiking again. I had no scrapes, no, you know, nothing bad. Just needed to kind of re- so uh rejudge my um my running i don't know just because i was tired now and trying to run technical sections is just it's different i i had to actually do like run hikes a lot more in those sections because i just didn't want to fall i just needed to keep going and make it safe at that point because early on i was able to motor the technical sections and be competent on them but yeah, i'm show a quick picture that I took. This is uh, you coming through at mile forty, whatever. When I uh, when I first saw you, so you. Were, uh, I don't know if it comes across in the picture, but you were moving yeah. like a 10, 11 minute pace on on pretty rocky trail, and it and you were just kind yeah. of zoom blur in front of my camera. <laughs> oh wow, he's he's really moving well this late in the race. So it might have felt like you were mixing in a lot of hiking, but you were you were moving real strong all day. Well, thank you, Ryan. That's very nice of you. Good, yeah, good pictures. Um, I don't know how to get pictures like that. Um, so there's a little share button on the bottom. Uh, share screen. Share. Photo. Gotcha. Let me see if I can find anything. Here, let me let me pull another one up because yeah yeah do do something else right now while I I find some because I know I have a bunch in here still. Sorry, I don't have any of you, Ryan. Oh, that's fine. So this <laughs> this is from uh, Sunrise Overlook Pavilion or something like that. So yes, uh, very hot spot. It's, a, yeah. it's like a main hiking spot in Jersey. Yeah. Beautiful views, and uh, you can kind of see how nice the the weather was. Um, so the, the timing ended up being perfect for this. I, I think almost everyone was just wearing either a short sleeve or maybe a thin long sleeve. Pretty comfortable running weather. Yeah, it was honestly couldn't have been more perfect. And the fact that we um, were able to do it too was great. So you got me at sunrise. Um, um, okay, so here's more towards the end, but... Uh, this is the last section of me, uh, the last 10 to go. Um, Ryan, you had been gone at this point, yeah. but this is me being like, I want this to be over. I'm not <laughs> having fun anymore, but I still feel okay. Let's do this. <laughs> um, I just had drinking another, um, I think like 16 ounces of Coca-Cola. Like I was just hammering calories and my body was all sorts of messed up with just all the sugar I put into it. Um, so I was getting my uh, last pacer wand for the last section of the day. Um, and 
we just right off the bat. To, can we appreciate your quads in that picture? <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. All right. So <laughs> you have tree trunk quads as well, Ryan. I, I don't have that kind of definition. That's uh well, all right, man. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting by your leg muscles, Steve. Well, thank you very much. I try my best. <laughs> so right here i'm leaving and at this point in the game i wasn't super uh talky and sociable and just trying trying to hang out really i was kind of mumbling to myself and this is when a couple of swear words came out and just wanted to be done and of course juan my pacer is talking my ear off with stories and things he's excited about and i i'm like hey juan like these are really cool, but I'm just really not, I just don't want to talk right now. I'm really sorry. I just need to focus. So I kind of got grumpy towards the end. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he took offense to it, but, um, oh, wait, what'd I do? Your version of grumpy is way nicer than my version. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost this. I always, I always try to keep it together, but, uh, my, my poor wife has had to deal with a lot of grumpy Ryan moments over the years. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, by grumpy, I mean not trying to be sociable and just a little bit of swearing, not at anyone, <laughs> just at myself. And just, just the right amount. Just the right amount, yeah. <laughs> so how do I uh, get this picture off? Do I just hit stop sharing? Uh, that... Let me I see. Just go, I just want to go back to the screen with you guys. So. Yeah, I think if you click uh, stop sharing the screen, it should go back. Okay. There, Bob. There you go. You got it. Sorry. You got I thought it. I did it before and it didn't work. Okay. So anyway, that was me barreling out at the end and wanting to be done. Um, hardest section for me, I'd say, was around Sunfish Pond. Yeah. And Sunfish Pond is rough. Oh, it's it's so good when it's you're starting from Dunfield on the opposite side because it's just cool and you're fresh. But at what mile sixty five? Super technical terrain, just unforgiving. You're, you have to pick your step. You have to pick your feet up so high. At that point, I was like crawling over the rocks and just whining. And I don't know if you felt the same way. It, it was really yeah. bad. I, was... I actually, I actually got uh, the only rain shower of the day uh, just before I started going through Sunfish Pond. So the rocks were just a little bit slick. Um, so I was doing a whole lot of walking in that section. Um, and I had uh, my buddy, uh, Ryan Spulger, who's a Pennsylvania runner, uh, he had come out to pace me and uh, he went just ahead of me. And sometimes it's nice to have your pacer like 10 steps ahead and then you can kind of see where their foot placements are going. Uh, and then you don't have to think about your own as much. So that's what he was doing for me. And that kind of pulled me through that section, thankfully. I disagree with that, Ryan. Oh yeah? Like Not in a bad way. I like being able to see ahead of me as much as I can. So if someone's in front of me, I technically can't see ahead of them because they're blocking that view. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't like to be right behind someone, but he was en he, enough where it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Where I could see the next couple of footsteps that I was going to do, but he could kind of pick the route through that boulder field at Sunfish Pond. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I definitely was pretty cranky at that point and descending the um the AT there uh towards the parking lot um what did how were you feeling um and were you running at that point I was running it um 
I, I ran all the descents that day. Um, I was feeling pretty good. I, I had the, the FKT in the bag at that point, and the, the goal of the descent was, again, don't wipe out and, uh, and ruin everything with like three miles left. Um, so I, I took that descent pretty easy and just kind of soaked it in. I, I totally agree. So on the descent there, if it was runnable, I'd open up and run as fast as I could without hurting myself. And then there was sections of rock um, just going across the trail where I would actually stop running, hike two steps, and then start running again. And I would do that several times on the descent, just because, as you said, I know the FKT is in the bag and just make it make it down safe, but still move. You know, I wanted to like finish it. I was totally sick of it at that point. Yeah. But um, so, I wasn't gonna. So we should we should probably wrap this up. I think uh, yeah. that that about right, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, getting... Yeah, that's perfect. You guys, yeah, wrap it in the next couple minutes, and then we'll shoot. We'll do a few questions. So we'll we're we're on track for finishing at nine. So you guys are doing great. So to give away to give away the the ending for uh, for me, uh, Zach's initial FKT was nineteen and a half. Uh, I was able to take that down to fifteen and a half. And then Steve, what did you run? Uh, I ran thirteen thirty. Yeah, he so, took he took almost exactly two hours off my time. Yeah, and someone will do it faster, and yeah. it's just a matter of time. And whenever that person does it i'm sure i'll be there helping them do it just like brian helped me and zach helped ryan so yeah i think that's the greatest part about it honestly is no one's upset that we're taking the record it's just the community wants to see you do well and we're not mad or jealous we're just here to support you and yeah. that's the best part about being in the community and that's why i've just been so drawn to it so i think everyone could agree with that um yeah. what what zach said to me after i took his FKT was, uh, I'm so glad that someone else decided to go for it because he felt like he was the only one who kind of cared about it until someone else went for it. And, you know, the more the, the community gets involved and the more people take the time down, the, the more you, uh, the more you feel involved in sort of the community effort of, of, uh, of these FKTs being set, I guess, the more important they become, I guess, in a way. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I, I think besides the hot dog that you brought up, um, the community aspect that, that you guys are chatting about is definitely uh, the highlight of your talk for me. Um, I think anybody who's involved, you know, who's gotten involved in the running community, especially with trail running, um, I think they would say that, you know, the community aspect of it is one of the best parts. Um, just being able to connect with other people who you don't even know, like you guys, you didn't even know Zach before this all happened. And now at, I'm sure you would say you guys are good friends. Yeah. So. I run with Zach quite often still to this day. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm invited to his wedding too. So. All awesome. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is Excellent. awesome. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do a couple of rapid fire questions. So if you've tuned in to some of our other talks, you know, they're just going to be fun, goofy questions. And you want to think of the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't put too much thought into it. Um, short answers and it's just meant to have fun. And then we're going to tell people in the chat to get their questions ready. And this is perfect. We got about nine minutes. We'll, we'll wrap it up on time. So first question we're asking everybody, most important, do you believe in Sasquatch and have you ever seen him? Steve, you want to take this one? Um. 
I I just haven't seen him, so I don't believe in him. That's just yeah. my simple, straight-up answer. <laughs> I don't know if that's boring, but it sounds valid. <laughs> so <laughs> what about you, Ryan? <laughs> I believe in the spirit of Sasquatch. I, I believe that all of us can be Sasquatch when we're called upon. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best answer yet I think <laughs> wow good job Brian thinking out of the box <laughs> all right next question all-time favorite movie quick don't think about it what is it Willy Wonka <laughs> oh nice <laughs> oh man I don't have a favorite movie <laughs> I, I just threw it out there it's a good one I think I could watch that like 10 times in a row and still enjoy it yeah not the Mel Gibson one. Yeah. No. Uh, this is a fun one. If you two had to sing a karaoke duet right now, what song would you choose? Dude, I don't know what to pick for that. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? I don't even know any duets. Yeah, I was gonna say this is um the Aladdin the Aladdin song, the whole new world. That's all I'm going with. Oh, that's I think beautiful. We could really do that justice, Steve. Yeah, Dude, so. that'd be pretty good. I think so, especially with a hat. You guys would just yeah. rock. Uh, I guess, that, does that mean I have to be Jasmine, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has some kind of headwear on. Um, okay, next next one. Um, if your family member uh, could choose one word to describe your running habits, what word do you think they would choose? And actually, Ryan, you said Alex is in the room with you, so she could she could really answer this right here. Wow. Hi, Alex. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, one, one word to describe running habits. Stinky, she says, and I and I one hundred percent agree with that. I am sweating, sitting still in my air conditioned apartment right now. Awesome. <laughs> I, I guess intense. I mean, I'm just always hammering, and my I don't know my family and friends you got to take it easy. I'm like, no, but I'm feel great though. You know what I mean? So I guess intense is, is something that works for me. <laughs> You're going to ruin your knees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trail running is good for your knees, especially uphill. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Just the downs that are bad. <laughs> <laughs> so only go up. So that's only go right. up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. Last question. Another fun one. What is your personal favorite running terms slang or jargon that you've picked up through trail running it could be funny or something you like to use in your vocabulary there's a lot of uh -huh. fun running terms out there gnarly definitely gnarly, gnarly rocks shredding granite like <laughs> that's one i came up with i don't know you said juicy in the talk that was a good word it's, yeah juicy is good, good. Uh, my, my wife and I are a big fan of all like the, the West Coast slang, like, oh man, that's some super technical stuff. I'm so yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, they, their, their rocks are like that big out there, right? I, stoked. I don't know if I've ever felt stoked in my life, but I look forward to one day feeling stoked. <laughs> all right. That is awesome. Okay, you guys, you survived the rapid fire question. So let me hop in the chat, see if we've got any questions here? So if you're watching live, you can make a comment on the video. Um, let's see, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Constant from Livingston says, so Steve, when is your 100? I think Ryan has done one already. If not, when is yours? Um, so the answer to that is, I don't know. 
Um, I know I can do a hundred. I kind of am actually resorting back to shorter distances for now, more high intensity uphill, downhill stuff. I'm actually going to the White Mountains in a week to do some gnarly trail running there. So hundred miler could be next year, could be three years. Um, just not really interested. Hasn't called to me yet. Um, I don't know. 72 beat me up and totally trashed my mind for a little bit. So um, to be continued. Awesome. Awesome. And Ryan, you've done, do you have a count? How many that you've done? I've done 10. It's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot of miles. That is. Um, okay. Let's see. Michelle Rice of Milburn says, are there any races that you have absolutely no interest in and are there any that you are definitely aiming for? Ryan, you go first. Um, <laughs> so I, I have a list of races that are at the absolute bottom of my list, but I've learned that I, I shouldn't say that I'll never do something because after I ran a marathon, I said I would never do it again. And then after I ran an ultra marathon, I said that running was stupid and I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so I, I would say like hot, flat road races are the absolute worst thing for me. So like Badwater, what's yeah. uh, the one in Greece, Spartathlon, that kind of stuff. And I, I think the concept of them are cool, but it's just it just sounds like such a torture fest for me. I'm not a road runner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, stuff that I'm trying to do is like all the biggest, stupidest mountain races. So uh, I'm, I'm on year four, I think, of the Hard Rock Lottery, if we ever have a lottery again. Uh, UTMB, that kind of stuff. Um, Ryan, I think I agree with you. Um, flat, keep, uh, um, I think the flat, hot ones, just so bad, not fun, not technical terrain. So pretty much... Yeah, your UTMB, Hard Rock, and really just going after some of these really gnarly mountain FKTs, even if they're just long trails. Um, I mean, we don't know when races are going to happen, but um, more technical, the better. Just more stimulating. Miles go by quicker. I think you can agree, Ryan, with that. I don't know if the miles go by quicker, but... Uh, mentally, mentally quicker. Because I... <laughs> Because I've had some pretty slow mountain miles. <laughs> That's true. No, but I get I get what you're saying. I I find I get a lot more enjoyment out of running through the mountains than on the roads. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next question is from Dave Gilbert for Ryan. Ryan, how do you stay awake for more than 24 hours? I want to get into longer events, but I'm worried that uh, about bonking and excessive fatigue. Hi, Dave. Um, so <laughs> we know each other. Um, so I've always been good. I, I've been one of those people that just loves to stay up late ever since I was a little kid. Um, so running through the night always just kind of came naturally to me. Um, I have done races that are, that were long enough where I ran through a second night and that's when things start to get pretty weird. Um, so there, there are a couple little tips and tricks. I would say, make sure that your headlamp is really bright. Uh, you don't want to be running in total darkness. Uh, give your eyes something to look at. Um, hit that caffeine if you can. Um, I, I know not everyone likes to take caffeine, but if you can get a little Coca-Cola in your system at an aid station or even a coffee uh, in the middle of the night, sometimes that'll perk you up. Um, I don't know. Sing songs. 
swear, whatever, <laughs> whatever you can do to keep your mind occupied. Sounds yeah. like being, being creative is the way to go. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Uh, okay. Next one. I'm going to really butcher people's names, but I think this is Kurt uh, Bash Bashford. Desire for any other AT sections? Question mark. Um, New York section sounds really appetizing and hard. Um, maybe going for Connecticut or something like that. But um, that's pretty much it. I, I kind of want to go for more of the Adirondacks and uh, White Mountain efforts. I feel like just because the terrain's more technical up there and and just you get above the tree line and it's just it's another world i'm not to bash the at in any way i love the at but it's kind of where my focus is now i don't know about you ryan but um the one section i want to check out at some point is the scar traverse i forget what that stands for south carolina some something challenge i don't know but it goes through uh great smoky mountain national park and it hits a bunch of six thousand foot peaks um i think it's also about 70 miles long but with uh 17,000 feet of climbing, something like that. So, um, but that's, uh, I think John Kelly holds that FKT. So I will not be going for an FKT if I ever attempt that. Yeah, John Kelly is very legit. He finished uh, Barkley, so. <laughs> awesome. Um, Sarah Thorpe, what is your dream trail to run that you haven't run on yet? I'm assuming Sarah's related to you, Ryan? That's my little sister. Oh, hi, Sarah. <laughs> hi, Sarah. Thanks for joining. Um, oh, dream trail. I don't know. I'd love to go to the Alps. I've only ever seen it in videos, and it looks amazing out there. Or Norway. I want to run with Killian somewhere, I guess. Is what yeah. That's cool. How about you, Steve? Um, well, I, I think um, the John Muir Trail has been something I've always wanted to go and do. We, me and a couple of my buddies were talking about it last year. And yeah, just getting to some high peaks, like even like Denali or just some of the 14ers out in Colorado, California, kind of just want to get, get as close to the sky as possible. <laughs> so no specific trail, but just want to go for some high summits. Well, turn out the lights. <laughs> yep, sorry, it keeps happening. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'd say definitely getting to Europe would be really cool. I just, you know, who knows right now with the world. Yeah. But so. All right. We have one more uh, very funny question. So I'm going to save that to end on. I'm personally going to ask a question to you guys. So, you know, you, you're both are familiar with Sasquatch trail running. You know, we love to make trail running accessible to new runners and people who are trying the trails for the first time. So I know there's people on this video who are watching and maybe they're just starting their trail running journey. What would you say, um, like if you could give them one bit of advice for trail running, what do you think, what would you say to, to a new trail runner just getting into the trail running world? Uh, I would say uh, if you can hike and you can start running a little bit on the flat sections and the downhills, you are well on your way to being a trail runner because uh, I've, I've done races where I've hiked more than 50% of the time and, um, and I've placed well in, in some of those races. Um, so, you know, you don't, don't, don't think that you have to be like 
some rock star who can run every single step. Just start by hiking and work your way up from there. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. Um, I mean, go out there and try and go by feel. Just do what, don't be killing yourself. You want it to be enjoyable. Um, and when you can run and it feels good, then run. And if you feel like you're working too hard, just ease into a hike and enjoy the scenery and just, just keep moving is, is really it. That's all you got to do as an ultra runner is keep moving and just start experimenting with uh, calories, like just some gels and maybe granola bars you like, or I don't know. It, it's pretty easy process. Honestly, you just keep doing it more and more and you'll get better. You know, it's consistency is key. So yeah, don't, don't overthink it. Just kind of go for it and see what works for you see what you like. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, everybody, I'm glad you guys shared a little bit of how you started running. So if you're listening to this video and you see like, wow, these guys just ran, you know, they did 70 miles and how can I ever run that far? Everybody starts from somewhere. So if you're a new trail runner um, and you're listening to this and you're like, I want to go do a hundred miles. Um, that's awesome. And we love to have you a part of our Sasquatch trail running community. Um, so, all right, let's end on this question. It's pretty funny. Again, I'm, I'm going to butcher your name. Um, I know who you are, but I, I can't pronounce your name, I think. Devang or is it Devang? No, Devang. 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 Oh, Devang. We go back and forth in my head when I say it. Um, okay, Devang, question. How does one get their quads to be strong and sexy like yours? What is the secret? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Please ask you for a friend. Well, I don't know. I think you just got to go uphill as much as you po as possible. If that means taking off of work or, you know, ditching your friends or, or family to do so, then that's, that's, the, that's it. It's important. Um, Sacrifice everything to build those quads. It, it is kind of a selfish sport in a sense, I guess. If you want to get good, you have to put in lots of hours, but sometimes maybe just take friends hiking with you and that's still training. So, you know, <laughs> I think that was a good one to end on. And then Dave, Dave Gilbert just commented and said, that friend is me. So there it is. Oh, there I know Dave too. He's a ball. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your run venture story with us, taking time out of your schedule to chat it up with us, talk trail. Um, this was so awesome. Love hearing your story. Love having New Jersey being represented on the FKT site. Um, we actually just did a post in our Sasquatch Trail Running Facebook group, um, and I want to bring this up, is that um, for ladies out there, there are not a lot of women who are on the FKT site. So I encourage you, um, it doesn't matter your fitness level, um, I, I submitted a couple FKTs and I was out there so long on the Lenape <laughs> Trail, but uh, right now, hey, the, the record is out there for you to break and you could probably do it in your sleep to break my FKT for that. Um, but ladies, get out there, represent us well. Um, we'd love having, you know, members of our community um, doing amazing things. And then share your story with us. Post it on our Facebook group so we can celebrate with you and um, just be happy, you know, with your accomplishments. So um, again, thank you, Ryan and Steve. This is so awesome. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, that's about it. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right. See you guys. Bye.